0: Hi, welcome to the Jenny Who podcast. Who am I today? Nobody knows. Um, So this podcast is the first episode and I, what I, so what this podcast is about is to give context to most of my blog posts that I've been posting for the last three years. Um, There will be a bit of commentary here and there, there will be like side comments, a revisiting comments, like editorial notes where I felt like perhaps I could actually write that better. Um, sometimes my phrasing, phrasing in the blog post can be a bit awkward sometimes. that would, That is all part of the development of me becoming a writer. Um, so, yeah i am going to do that that is the essential crux of my podcast right now so we're going to res- revisit the revisit something that is very close to my heart mongolia a trip that i thought um that is essentially a goodbye, but instead it reunited my passion for writing and journalism. Um, This sad goodbye was more like, oh, I can't, I don't think journalism is lucrative anymore, or "Um, I'm going to sell my soul to corporate. But essentially I didn't go down that route now i still work for a media for magazine and a small startup company which i am very much aligned with their cause and guess what they actually make me play journalist which is essentially what i like to do and will always like to do um so We're going to read my blog post, Mongolia, a mysterious country. Enjoy. First of all, let me get this out of the way. I am an Asian Australian, so my appearance blends with the rest of the population of Mongolia, but I am a true blue Aussie as they come. I would say I was perceived to be an anomaly by most Mongolians because I had this heavy Australian accent and laid-back attitude. Majority of them were were confused whether if I am actually one of them or not. I always wanted to be a journalist when I was young. The idea of a heroic, ironclad inquisitor who seeks nothing seeks nothing but the truth seems romantic to me. To me. However, all that shattered when my super strict and pragmatic Asian parents decided to tell me that writing your idiosyncratic musings in the world-renowned newspaper similar to similar to Carrie in Sex in the City, where she is just talking about sex and romance and how the hell did she afford the apartment? I have no idea. Um Similar to that. I always had that kind of like picture in my mind that or maybe it's because I'm like I watch a lot of um TV shows and what we journalists uh seeking out the truth and everything like that. So I love I love that idea of just you know making your own stories and breaking your own stories and working in the newsroom. But little do I know that journalism is not a very very lucrative field, uh, because it moved from the physical space, which is journalism, the newsroom, and it decided to move it online. And essentially, it killed it killed print, as they say. But to be honest with you, print is never going to go away. Anyway, that's my tangent. <laughs> that's my side tangent. Let's just let's just go back. Time will get you but little, i almost gave up my dream this is a lingering romanticized image of the heroic journalist kept pulsating at the back of my mind not until i found project abroad and their journalism projects i decided to relive my childhood dream as a journalist and work to the of the newspaper now why mongolia that was the question that left everyone's lips isn't that like a barren or wasteland where the tribes are nomadic and nothing really happens? That's a bit random, Mongolia, a friend said bemusingly. Why don't you do your placement in a country more exciting exciting, such as Japan, Korea or China? Isn't that more interesting? UB Square, capital square? There's too many names to even count. Due to these reactions from my friends, my response is to make up a leopard joke which consists of odd countries thrown in a Rolodex or generator and all together with Bolivia or Algeria, Romania, Togo, and then Mongolia. And I pulled them out of a generator and I decided to be like, Here's my calling. Although the vast majority of my friends assumed it to be a wasteland and has circa 2009 technology, the country undoubtedly sustains its traditional nomadic culture and customs. It is an endearing country at its own way and it's rather funny how the rest of the world think it's undeveloped. It has undeniable charms, transcends either through their language, the people, their everyday life, and the architecture, and every other aspects of their culture. The Blue Skies Building is a pinnacle of the pinnacle of navigation, and when you are lost in your, your it's love at first sight. When I landed at Chindas Khan's Airport, the pungent smells of sheep wool lingered Um, unruly tattered walls and shiny wooden floorboards all contributed to the charming aura of Mongolia. As I exited the oddly charming airport, I greeted Wizzula, who is a volunteer supervisor, who picked me up and drove me to my host family. Two sisters, Urka and Saru. Um, Side note here. I decided, well... The thing is with Saru and Erka, there are very much amazing people. Erka um, at the time was studying her bachelor's in biology, I think science, I believe, and Saru was an eye-nose doctor, eye-nose-throat doctor. Uh, they welcomed me with warm, warm welcomes warm hugs warm smiles um and i just felt like i was already at home um my first week in ulaanbaatar i realized it is a city of spontaneity and surprises if you are methodical and orderly person you might get frustrated about the city as it always throws unpredictable things in your way in one week, I have witnessed a herd of domesticated sheep crossing the road, three Mongolians pushing their car, a random cake next with a bunch of bottles in the supermarket, and a baby th- throwing an ice cream out of a window, which I, I happen to miss. That was funny. That was actually quite funny because I was just like, wow, this place is a place full of charm, a place full of just randomness and much and it's just it's so exciting and um fairly unstructured um uh, yeah so i just i loved i thrive off of randomness and I, I loved it i very loved it aside from the randomness of the place one highlights one highlights during the week is to witness a political event in which the new president mongolia of Mongolia, Bachulaka Khatma, please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, who was honoured and welcomed by the Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces. It was a monumental, monumental event to stand by and watch as i never seen a lot of these kind of events in Australia. I'm a sucker for the United Nations. There's a slight glimmer in my eye when I saw the peacekeepers marching through the Genghis Khan Square. It was a rather a delightful event to go as it attracted all types of foreigners and locals in one area. Overall, my first week of Mongolia was memorable, as I leap through from moment to moment with an open mind. The end. Um, as I was reading this, I felt like I, did a lo- I found a lot of grammatical errors, which I am going to fix up fix while I do that um I had to kind of like you know feel like oh damn (laughs) this was my writing back in 2017 um you know like it's great to be rereading your old post because you find that some expressions can be awkward some are quite outdated and you want to kind of like kind of like reinvent the writing for new audiences. But overall, the language of it is just, it's still there. It's still my kind of writing. I'm very descriptive, imaginative, and sometimes a bit random. Um, and somewhat child childlike and so and if you read this post it was just like a person who's very excited to be going to mongolia but you know all for the betterment of just improving your writing right anyway this is the end of the first episode um i can't believe you made it through my first episode congratulations to you i can I can tell you right now I ramble a lot but I guess like I need to start recording and do what I have to do. Anyway it's goodbye see you on the next episode.